Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday for those that are here live. Happy any day of week it is, that is, whenever it is that you're listening. Thanks so much for listening. This is actually the episode that is before Rosh Hashanah. This applies any day of the week or year, but it is particular for this period of time, high holidays, but in particular Rosh Hashanah. And I want to talk a little bit about it. And I think that a lot of what we've been doing in the past few weeks, without even realizing it, has been preparing us for this holiday and for this moment. So what am I talking about? What is Rosh Hashanah? What is the power of the day of Rosh Hashanah? Why is it so important? Why is it so critical for? If you look at the day and its surface, it almost feels like it's Just adjusting the mic. It's a day that we know is the day of judgment. The day where, so to speak, God judges the world. But it's also a day that doesn't really speak a lot about us. We don't go into synagogue and confess our sins. We don't spend a lot of time on what we did right and what we did wrong. So it sort of puts us in this weird place because on the one hand, we're being judged. On the other hand, we don't even have the, we don't even say sorry. So then what are we being judged on? A lot of that, I believe, is what we've been talking about. We've been talking about for the past few weeks, this idea, this perspective that our actions are sourced in our thought. What we do is a manifestation of what we think. And for something to come into the world through my hands, they come first through my mind. Yeah, maybe if I was was uh, unconscious, but like that's not really actions. Actions that I do deliberately really are just my mind's way of understanding the world and then convincing me to use my body in a way that will bring me an intended benefit with my hands or whatever. So if you get to the source of all of what I do and then move it to what I see and sense and then move it to my my emotions, you can take it all the way up to my thought. So if I think that the person before me is in someone trying to hurt me, that thought comes into my mind. Maybe it's because of a bias. Maybe it's because I didn't see them fully. But the thought comes into my mind of that person's trying to hurt me, which will then change my emotions, which will then change what I sense, which will then change what my brain will tell my body to do 
against that person. But it all is sourced in what I'm thinking. It all is sourced in the thought that's in my mind. And that's a lot of what we've been discussing these past few weeks. We're about to start the year, whether it's the new school year, whether it's the Jewish new year. We want to change. We want to grow. You're a human being. You don't want to be the same as last year. You want to have a year that looks like last year. You want to have a year of life that has little to no growth. No, we want to change. We want to be bigger and better and grow more. And to do that, we have to stop looking at change from the, from the level of action. We always do that. We always look at change by what I did. That's the end of change. That's not the beginning of change. That's not where change be- starts. That's where change ends. Now, what happens to us, just if we can review this and like close it out here, is that we don't realize that. So when we think of changing, we go right to the actions. And then after a couple of weeks, drop it because we haven't worked on the source. We haven't worked on the, 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 the thoughts, the perspective, the ideas. What we've been talking about over the past few weeks is that if you break down how you're able to change your mind, you have to align yourself with how you're built. And the way we're built is with three basic nutrients, psychological nutrients, what's called mastery, connectedness, and autonomy. And if we really want to change and to direct our bodies to do something, we have to put it into our value system. Because if our value system is food is meant for taste, we're going to always be upset that we're dieting. And then it'll only go as long as we're in the mood. But if we change our value system and put a value into our circle of mastery, then over time, our minds will will easily remind our body to act like us. If we convince, convince ourselves and see ourselves as if these values matter and these values that were invisible to me, attention, for example, they don't matter as much. Now that I see them and see how much time they're taking out of me, I got to recognize it by just spending a few minutes asking ourselves and reiterating to ourselves what our values are. It starts to change what our mind sends to our emotions, which then gets sent to our body. So the value of being a world-class swimmer, when that gets nestled into the mind of an Olympic athlete, then their whole game changes. They hear the, 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 the criticism from a coach differently. They, they wake up in the morning and see a successful day differently. They swim differently. Their body reacts to the activity 
differently by how they see themselves, by what their value system is. And so just doing this and creating this process is so critical for us. But if we, because if we don't, we're the same person just trying to do new stuff. We don't, we don't, we don't have enough discipline for that. And we moved from there into the fact that it's not enough to have a value to have, we have to have the value connected to others because if the value is inherently selfish, we'll never get through it. Our soul is intended to be more, to connect, to give. We moved into the area then of autonomy. Autonomy is know what you control and know what you don't. Because you got to be in control of something. And if you're if you think you're in control of the wrong things, you will then lose control of that in which you really are in control of. You're in control of your reactions. You're in control of your perspective. You're in control of your effort. If you think you're in control of the result, you're going to lose control of the effort too. What we spoke about yesterday was really this recognition that there's very little that we're really in control of if we know where to put the border and put all of our attention into that then we're going to have all of our attention focused on that which we can actually control and that which we've already discovered and introspected is an important value and that which will give us the greatest satisfaction because it includes other people. So if we really do this right, we take our discipline, we take the resources we have and focus it on things that we can actually control, fit our values and benefits others as well. That's like, that's a hitting, that's like hitting a fastball over the middle of the plate. That's how you align your body to be successful. That's how you use thought to grow. Now, so many well-intentioned, wonderful people can't seem to get it because they're not using thought. They get inspired, they jump into to action, and they're not changing themselves Somebody else put the thought into their mind that they should be this for a living, or they should think this in politics, or they should think this about these types of people. They don't question it. They live with it, and they see the world through the prism of an idea that somebody else gave them, even if that somebody else now thinks that idea is wrong or antiquated. And that's what's holding us back. What's holding us back is that we don't give this enough thought. We, we run too quickly. Now, if we go too slow, it's a problem, but we're not thinking. And I don't mean thinking like take a day off and think. I mean like thinking like this is what you do at night. This is what you do in the morning, not during the day when you're supposed to be applying. But we're just thinking people. We're questioning. We're asking we're constantly reiterating that those three principles in our mind until we got it down. Until we know what we want to be. 
So we know what our goals are and our values. We know what, how we connect to others. We know what we can and can't control. It's a constant process of using our mind to direct our lives. That's hard because I've dedicated my mind to social media and to whatever shows is rolling on Netflix. I don't know. It's hard for me to have any space in my mind for anything else except for the world around me. So you can have great people whose ideas were given by somebody else. And since the world is so noisy, they don't have any headspace to even change it. So they're, they're living somebody else's movie and wondering why they're not more successful and why they're not more satisfied because it's not even their life. They're just too busy being distracted than to actually delve into what it is that they really want and direct their own life. Now, this, by the way, is very much connected to Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because Rosh Hashanah is a day that is the day of judgment. It's a day in which, so to speak, the world gets molded into a new year. And it's a day where we don't mention sin. You know why? I believe it's because sin is connected to action. The last thing God wants is us to walk in and get into the world of action. Our thought has to change. Our thinking has to change. We're going to roll in and talk about actions on day one. Forget about it. Two weeks will be done. God says, before you get to action, before you get to action, think about how you see the world. Think about how you see me. Think about who's in control. Spend two days, day one and day two. Jewish New Year, day one and day two. Don't mention sin. Why? We'll get there. Just talk and think about me. Pray about me. Think about your life and what you've accomplished, what you want to accomplish. Think about how much you give or don't give. Think about yourself. Think about your year. Think about where you're going. You're going to sit in before me. It's a holiday. There's nowhere to go. I'm opening up the book, so to speak. Here's the pen. Write your name down where you, what book you want to be in. I don't want to deal with what you did do. I don't want to deal with what you didn't do. I don't want to deal with that now. I want to deal with one thing, your mind. Do you accept me? Are you looking for me? Do you know that you're on mission for me? Do you think you're in control of the world? This opportunity to stand before the creator and think and ask and question in our own minds. What should my values be? Am I giving to others? What do I, can I control so that I can begin my year with some clarity? And then once I have some clarity, talk about what I do and don't do in Yom Kippur. 
That's that's what Rosh Hashanah is, I think. This is an incredible opportunity to shift our mind. That's why it's called maybe Rosh Hashanah. Rush means the beginning. It also means the head, the mind. That's our challenge. That's our challenge. To walk into Rosh Hashanah this year and afterwards and to really think, where am I going? What am I doing? What do I want my year to be? What do I want it to look like? Maybe just maybe when we start to leverage the energy that's coming our way in the world, the energy of renewal, which is what Rosh Hashanah is, the energy of recreation, the energy of rethinking, the energy of revitalizing our thoughts, the energy of the Rosh of the head that is now coming into the world, Maybe we can take what we're doing and connect it to that spiritual energy and create new perspectives and create higher dreams and higher standards and higher ideals of what this year can look like. All right, everybody. Wishing you a Shana Tova. Wishing you a Chesiva Chesiva Tova. Wishing you a happy holiday, depending on what group of people you're a part of. Take advantage, no matter where you're from, no matter what your experience, your background is, take advantage. This is a new year for the world. Take advantage. Monday night, Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday. Of what it means to tap into the beginning. Of where there's just thought. Remember, thought is always the beginning. And Rosh Hashanah is the beginning. In fact, the Talmud says that on on Rosh Hashanah, it came in God's thought. Rosh is very much a thought-connected holiday. Let's jump in there. Let's jump in. Let's jump in with God. Let's get in this and come out with some really cool visions of what we want to be and what we want to accomplish. All right, everybody, have a great time. Have a great day. Happy holidays. May this be a great year for everybody. Thank you so much for being part of the boost. And my blessing to you is that may this be a year filled with blessings and success, happiness. May we grow together. May we only see good things together. And may we only have uh, good times for us and for everybody. Or have an amazing day, a great holiday, and a happy new year.